Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This one's for the birds, this one's for the city, this one for the fans that bleed green with me. Push down to 95 to the right is the link, with the team pulling up, knowing that they're getting beat. Exit Broad Street, right on Patterson, Xfinity Live, CPP, what's happening? Dub F Lot, stop by F1, fly, Eagles fly, you hear the song getting sung? What team in the league is number one? Bird gang, bird gang, yeah, I said it twice. You heard me say it once, now you sure you heard it right. No lies being told, yeah, it's all facts. It ain't me. Green and Kelly, we don't rock with that. Any given Sunday, we don't ever slack. Yeah, we got an SP, time to run it back. And even on the road, yeah, we taking over. All you see is see a green like you at the Nova. Care less about your squad, bro, it's only us. A cheesesteak tailgate, yeah, we good, bruh. Beer pong baptism, you already know. Con shot, tomato pie, bring three or four. After every bird game, you know where to be. Fourth of John, NBC, in the heart of Philly. About the birds, about the birds, all about the birds. E Rock, yeah, find the Hollywood. Here we go, broadcasting live from NBC Sports Studios in the heart of the Wells Fargo Center. Welcome to Fourth and John, episode number 99. Oh, Almost we're so there. close. Hey. We're so close Centennial to being there to number 100. But guys, I got good news and I got bad news for you. Gail, what do you want first? Good news or bad news? Hit me with the bad news. The bad news is there is still two preseason games left to be played. Evan, do you want to know the good news? Tell me the good news, eh? We're halfway there. <laughs> we are halfway there. And I know for Eagles fans, this is a very tedious time of year, especially because the next three weeks are going to feel like three months as we're looking forward to the home opener against the Washington Redskins. But we still got a lot to discuss here, including reaction from the Jaguars game. The Baltimore Ravens are in town. Little joint practice. See how the see how the boys are doing. The starters are doing up against honest competition. And my timeline right now, guys. I got to be honest with you. It's controlled by three things. Number one, Eagles football. Number two, MCU versus Sony for this rights to Spider Man. People are spazzing yeah. out about this. And number three, this whole chicken sandwich thing. <laughs> which, which, listen, is a little bit foreign to me because I'm not a fast food guy. So I don't know what everybody's arguing arguing about regarding these chicken sandwiches but my man Trox and Prime they went out and they picked up three of the different ones right the one from Popeyes that everyone's raving about the mm-hmm. one from Chick-fil-A and one from Wendy's yeah and as the show goes on he's gonna bring in a little dish yeah we're gonna for the first time we're gonna eat on set <laughs> I'm excited about it we got napkins I'm excited about it yeah I'm looking forward to it but before we you know we look forward to the chicken sandwiches before we look forward to arguably what is the most important preseason game the third preseason game I'll always yep None of the starters are going to be playing, but that's neither here nor there. And before we look forward to any of that, let's take a look back. 
because we just took a trip down to Jacksonville to visit our old buddy Nick Foles. Mm -hmm. And Gail, give me your initial reactions or, or, or your reactions to that second preseason game. What stood out to you? What did you want to see improved? What did you like? Uh, Andre Dillard again showed up. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's really grading out high. Uh, I guess one of PFS highest ranks tackles in the game. I know, I know we, you we, love the numbers. Yeah, which by the way, I love is the you most know the numbers. Stat on the face, of, like uh, really PFF grading they, preseason. They, they do it. Um, Deshaun Hall, another guy who's mm -hmm. just really killing it on the back end of the roster, really making a name for himself. He's actually moving up the roster as we speak. Mm. Uh, the running game, the running game really stood out a little bit. Miles Sanders. Like flashed that. a little of the jump cut. I was, you, uh, like that. you know, I'm, I'm impressed. And, and another guy that we're talking about, I haven't been talking about enough, Big V, uh, showing up right. at the guard, guard position. But yeah, there's a lot to be excited about. And it's weird that I'm not really excited about this upcoming preseason game because I'm. It's a weird position to be in. I mean, normally I'm excited. Yeah. I, and earlier in a couple podcasts ago, I was like, yeah, I love, you know, right. preseason. Right, saying it. Now but, you're seeing it through my eyes. But now no, you're seeing but it nobody's through my playing eyes. now. Like, nobody wants to play, and I understand why. Mm -hmm. um, but I do like to see the reps for the younger players, and that's about it. Like, you, you can sit the, the starters for all I care. Yeah, and, and that's something that I was thinking about on the drive down here, Ev. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm trying to find the juice for the preseason. Yeah. Of course it's Eagles football, and I'm always going to get amped for it. But the, I'm, I'm trying to think of what's the darling player? Who's, who's the training camp darling that I'm really rooting for? Because mm -hmm. last year, you remember, it was Josh Adams. I just like the size of the dude, right? It was Josh Adams. <laughs> year before that, it was Corey Clement. Yep. Year before that, Paul Turner. PT. Not so much that I was a fan of Paul Turner. I just love pumping him up on story. the timeline. I like pumping him up on the timeline because it drove people absolutely bananas. So I kept doing it just to troll people. But this year, who are we looking at that, like, is the training camp darling? Who are we throwing our support behind? Who are we like, this guy is on the bubble but needs to make the roster? I can't really think of anybody. Ev, give me some, give me some takeaways from that preseason game. Well, the one thing that was uh, promising, when we came in here and we bashed Clayton Thorson after uh, the first preseason game, he looked to be settled in a little bit more. In the second preseason game, he looked more like a professional. Um, the other thing that I was liking was the, uh, the running game. The running game was looking really good. All, mm -hmm. the, all the guys were averaging pretty good yards per carry. And uh, just to touch on what you said, Gail, Deshaun Hall. Deshaun Hall has been phenomenal this offseason. I think that's the closest thing to a preseason darling that we've had is Deshaun Hall. Yeah, and I, and I think everybody's rooting for him, but I think already he's earned himself a roster spot. Yeah. Like, like look, in preseason, like, the one thing that is beneficial to the starters not playing, and the Eagles are completely bucking the trend with this thing. Mm -hmm. The one thing that's beneficial is that all the backups and all the guys that are fighting for a job and all the guys that are even on the bubble or maybe you know aren't going to make this team, you're getting an honest-to-goodness look at these guys. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm taking a look at this game, and I'm saying to myself, you know, positions of weakness last year, or at least positions of weakness we thought we were going into the season with, may not be so weak. You take a look at the offensive line. Like, granted, Jordan Mulata is still a project, and there's mixed reviews. It's real funny to see mixed reviews because mm -hmm. you got guys, you know, pumping Mulata up and, and look how much he's progressed. And then sometimes I watch him, I'm like, ooh, Jordan, what, what in the world are you doing? He's a project. Matt Pryor in there. Big V playing at guard. Dillard looking like an absolute animal. And if he had the start, he could start day one. He's, I've been saying that, and he's, it's exciting to watch him play. So all of a sudden, last year mm – -hmm when we're uh, trying to hire guys out of the Wawa parking lot to come be backup offensive linemen for us because we were not deep, all of a sudden this is a really deep group. Mm -hmm. And then a defensive end, you know, Michael Bennett moves on to New England. Uh, Chris Long, Walter Payton Man of the Year, retires. All right, well, I guess, hey, hey, hey Vinny, Vinny Curry, you want to come back? And we're still worried about, you know, Derek Barnett. When does he come back from injury? Brandon Graham, great to see him back, great locker room guy. But he's another year older. Now all of a sudden you're seeing guys like Sharif and Josh Sweat and Hall mm -hmm. get significant snaps. But not only get significant snaps, but kind of impress in doing so. And where is the game of football one, say it with me? In, in the, the trenches. trenches. So it's refreshing to see, at least from a backup perspective, granted your starters aren't out there, totally understandable. But they're balling out. Yeah, and I think Deshaun Hall, uh, he's really putting like some really good tape on. For other teams, like say, no, 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 you, no not you, other teams. We want him. I know we, we we like to have him, but it's uh, you know, you, that could be potential trade bait too. 
Yeah. Uh, absolutely not. Look, if anybody's going to be <laughs> trade bait, like I think you look at another position for trade bait. Yeah. You think the offensive line is is where? I think you're deep enough there, and they just signed the kid who got the the, the Tough. military. Tough. Uh, Tough. Yeah. 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 Military clearance and signed up to a three year deal. Yeah, that was kind. Of, that kind of threw me and off a little bit. When you hear three year deal, you don't think, okay, we'll bring you in and try to work work you out. No, they planned on that being one of the guys. Those undrafted free agents usually get those those deals, you know. Yeah, but, but yeah, but even so, this late in the game, like you would anticipate maybe a practice squad. In other words, I see him as a developmental project, kind of like Jordan Mulata was when they drafted him in the, like the seventh. Yeah, round. yeah. He just has put on some weight. He's around like two, two ninety. Want to get him over three hundred, yeah, at least. But I, I think you you put him in there with Stoutland. Stoutland looks him over. You know, it gives him the uh, Yoda special, and then and there we go. And if there's gonna be any sort of trade bait. I do believe, like, if Howie's got one more move up his sleeve, and at this point in the season, you don't know whether it's going to happen or not, or mm-hmm. if he, even if it should happen. But if it is going to happen, it's going to be somewhere somewhere along the line of that, you know, offensive line. Yeah, I can see that. A, a guy, on, you were talking offensive line, Wisniewski has been a little shaky as of late. Mm-hmm. The yeah. snaps has been a thing all off season. If you look at the last game, the snaps are low. There's like three or four snaps there. Um, he got uh, demoted for that. Uh, Nate, I believe Nate Herbig's taken second team snaps at center. Mm-hmm. I think Wiz, you know, he's been reliable. I, I think uh, that's why they brought him back. But I, I think, you know, he's got to step his game up. And there, there was actually something that came out today about Wisniewski talking about if we were to cut him. Um, if we were to cut him outright, it would save $1.58 million in cap space and only be $250,000 in dead money. And if we were to trade him, it would clear $1.83 million in cap space. You know, you know how how he likes to uh, with no money, dead money. Is this it? Is this the first sandwich? Are we are, are we going for the first sandwich? Okay, bring it bring it on in. Now you, you get me a tall glass of milk for this one. Now 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 full disclosure here. Full disclosure, I don't eat fast food. I'm not a fast food guy. So there's no wrappers on this, correct? So I don't know where exactly this is from. Gail, you might know. Evan, you might know. But we're going to try chicken sandwich number one. It already doesn't look very appetizing, <laughs> but why don't you go ahead and grab a plate. Thank yeah, you. we'll share one right here. I can't believe like the timeline is just being dominated by chicken sandwiches. Not a pickle guy. Not only chicken sandwiches, but like, did you see the different like Chick-fil-A is going at Popeyes and Popeyes yeah, is going at Chick-fil-A. And, I lo- I love and then the, you got I, Bojangles jumping in. I love their social in. media teams though, they're going at it. This is like, yeah. this is like. Okay. It's a quality sandwich. No, it's not wowing me. The pickle is underrated, by the way. The pickle is overrated. The The buttered bun is underrated. Spicy. All right. Got a little kick to it. Well, okay. I dig it. Thank you, sir. What about Spence? Did we get a a piece for Spence? Can we get Spence Cam going? (laughs) We're we're, going to try something out for the first time here on the 4th and John podcast here at NBC Sports Studios. The Spence Cam. The Spence Cam. Y'all ain't going to finish your sandwich? We got two more sandwiches think, coming, that's man. That's got a little kick to it, bro. Oh, oh, it's got a little bit of kick hey, to hey, it, though. Yeah, yeah, don't, 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 oh, don't start me. Oh, one of the classic chicken. Don't start me. Okay, so one of the topics that I wanted to bring up, because, you know, again, we're hitting such like a lull, mm. like, a, like a low point where the next three weeks are going to feel like three months until we actually get to playing meaningful football and seeing these starters play on the field. What are some of the narratives going into this season, Gail, that you think we're talking about a little too much? Mm. I could say the cornerback position. I think really? they get all the pub. I think uh, we got some really solid depth there. I mm. think it's going to either be Darby, I think uh, either Rasul. Well, Rasul's going to play, gonna play the – Sidney uh, Jones yeah. or Avante. One of, the, one of those, you know, that, uh, I believe it's going to be Darby, Sidney Jones. Monte Maddox. But I think that everyone keeps talking about what's going on, but I, Mills is, is nowhere to be found. Yeah, Mills is like an afterthought at this point. And if they want to sit Darby for a while, you could start Russell and Sidney Jones, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think it's getting it's getting way overblown. We, we already know what the cornerback group is, you know what I mean? And yeah. for those of you who didn't hear, during 11-on-11s today, Ronald Darby actually did participate lightly. I mean, he, he, he did participate in team drills for the first time and was wearing a very heavy knee brace. So we don't, we don't know. Razul is kind of anchoring that right side, right? Because that's where he's going to play. And then it's going to be Sidney Jones, who, again, you know, mixed bag of reviews during the preseason. I think he's been 
getting better reviews than showing out. Yeah, I think you've been doing better than some some people I've been talking to say they need to see more out of Sidney Jones. And I look at those first three defensive plays against the Jaguars, and I'm like, this dude had a tackle, a pass breakup, and then that third running play. That was that was the middle of the field was wide open. At the very least, he saved himself a first down Mm -hmm. and got in there and made a hit. I like where Sidney Jones is at, man. And honestly, people are just assuming that Darby, knee brace and all, coming off of injury, is going to start ahead of Sidney Jones. I'm not convinced about that at all. Well, I think uh, you, you got to see what Sidney has. I mean, it, it, this, is, this is it. This is it. This is his third year. Mm. Let, let the Sidney Jones season begin. And we keep talking about, speaking of like overblown storylines or things that we keep talking about, I mean, everyone's talking about Sidney. 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 Okay, Darby. 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 Meanwhile... Right, right side. Razul's been hanging, bro. Like he, he's been, he's been getting the job done. Mm-hmm. And it's about time. Now, granted, he's coming into his what final year of his contract, but it's about time that we give this guy like some looks. Yeah, I don't think he's ever really had like an honest look no. from the Seagulls team. He's always just been like uh, in the background kind of guy. I think about that play that he came in fresh off, Atlanta, fresh off the uh, bench. Who's, who's he got to play up against? Julio, Julio Jones in the corner of the end zone makes a phenomenal play. That was like his only play that game, wasn't it? And then if you look at the, you know, the Cowboys game, you know, the, the maturation of his game, you know, even though that ball tipped out of his hand and w- fell into uh, Cooper's hands, mm-hmm. I was proud of him. I was so proud of the way he played and the way he looked um, and, and, and bounced back in that game. One thing I will say about the chicken sandwich, hmm. that one's spicy. It's got some aftertaste to it. That one's got a kick to it. But imagine if Razul Douglas all of a sudden starts balling out. Like, all of a sudden, everything that you know Mm -hmm. about the Eagles' cornerback situation, like, changes. Because if Sidney can get it done, and then Razul can get it done, Darby was signed for, what, three years? He got got an extension? Uh Uh-huh. Is that a one-year deal? It might might be a one-year deal. But then Jalen Mills... Might have injured himself out of a job, and all of a sudden you look ahead to the 2020 season. I mean, money-wise, it just is speaking to you. Yeah, Darby needs to get paid, mm-hmm. Mills needs to get paid, and they're on their last last legs. So I, I think you really want to see these younger guys perform. Evan, in the trail of overblown and overtalked about storylines, what are we talking about going into the season? Just just too much. Like you're sick to death about talking to it, about it. Everyone's talking about it. It's been it's a dead horse that's been beaten to death. Mm-hmm. Originally, uh, my answer was the cornerbacks, but just to touch on something else, I think that the running backs is another thing for the same exact sort of reason. Is that it's not being talked about enough, or oh, is I'm being talked about, talking being talked about too, too much. much? Too much. Yeah, too much. I feel I feel like the running back position and the cornerback position are being talked about too much. I feel too like much. We, okay. I think we have a lot of depth at that position, and like we're going over guys like, and I don't want to get the hive all riled up, but like the Boston the Boston Scott hive, and. I just feel like we've got we've got Jordan Howard, we've got right. Miles Sanders, we've got Darren Sproles. So, like, really what we'd be talking about is a guy fighting for – and Corey Clement. So, really what we'd be talking about is, like, a fourth, fifth um, string running back. Darren I Sproles. Fi- yeah. yeah you, know, you know what I mean? And the big question becomes whether or not they keep, like, four or five running backs. You're right. over there, Gail. <laughs> Yo. Yo, this, you're hurting. This is kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, you, you're sweating now. Sweating over here. Okay, so sandwich number one officially has Gale. Sweat camp. Sweating. Sweating. Can we zoom in on Gale real quick? Can we get, can we get, he's, he's looking uh, a little moist there. Gonna need a towel over You're here. Gonna need, okay, we got sandwich number two. You better buckle up, dude, because we got sandwich number two. All right, bring it on in. Bring it on in. Bring it on in. This sandwich number oh, two. Oh, this one looks sloppy. Okay. All right. I'm not, Ev, really, digging, I'm not really digging the bun on this one. Yeah. I think the, the, the mm. meat on it's pretty good. I, I again see the pickle. This to me, should, should I say what this what they look like? Like what fast food chain they look like? Or should I just no, keep no, that no, to no, myself? No, 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 okay. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Because remember, I don't know. Gotcha. And why do we pick spicy? <laughs> I'm just gonna you keep my mouth spicy, shut. This conversation. You like spicy? Hell no. The words are prime. Man up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, a group chat before the um, before the game or before the show. We were asking whether we should go spicy or regular. And dudes were saying regular, and Prime tells everybody, yo, man up. Man up. This is all about the, chi- the spicy chicken Dude, that's sandwich. a good one. Honestly, didn't look that appetizing. That's a good sandwich. I like the chicken better. I like that. And it's not spicy. I don't, I don't taste it. Yale, are you okay? I'm pretty good, man. You're pretty good? All right. Storylines that we are not talking about enough. 
What are we not talking about enough going into this Eagles season? I'm gonna. I'm, I'm going to the running backs. I mean, you. The exact opposite of what he just said. You, but I'm, I'm talking about how, how bad the running back group was last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you had Corey Clement, Wendell Smallwood, Josh Adams, Boston Scott, yeah. and Don, Donnell Pumphrey. Oh my God, <laughs> that's gift material right there, I mean, folks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got Miles Sanders, three down back, <laughs> yeah. Jordan Howard, ground and pound. Yeah. I mean, the inside zone is going to be there all day. Mm-hmm. I, I, you have Corey Clement, who's looking. The, the word on Corey Clement right now is he's looking phenomenal in camp. Is he looking a hundred percent? Looking <laughs> spicy. Uh, and then and you have Darren Sproles. Yeah. Darren Sproles is the OG. I mean, that's a solid one, two, three, four right there. And then you, you could put. Maybe Wendell Smallwood so, on the back end. Are you saying that the lack of depth, no. the lack of depth that we've had in previous seasons with running back, is the reason that we're not talking about it enough? I mean, is that what you're saying? I'm talking the, the, the jolt we're going to get from a like a, a solid running game mm-hmm. is going to be tremendous. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Carson Wentz actually relying on the run game. When was the last time we had that the Super Bowl run? And preseason is always like the epitome of overreaction, overhyping, or dogging a guy, right? And I saw a tweet come out after Miles Sanders had, had some pretty good looks, some pretty good runs against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and people were like, yo, this is the next Brian Westbrook. This is the next Brian Westbrook. Yeah. I'm like, yo, slow your roll. Yeah. If, if by Brian, the next Brian Westbrook, you mean that, look, when Brian came in, people forget, it was Deuce, it was Buck, and it was Brian. And Brian had the benefit of learning from two veteran running backs to learn his craft. Mm-hmm. The reason why Brian Westbrook was such a great pass blocker was literally because Deuce Staley taught him exactly how to do that. Deuce Staley taught him how to do that. So let's not put an expectation on Miles Sanders that, yo, you're going to come in and be the next Brian Westbrook. Right now, you have the benefit of learning from Darren Sproles, who, despite his size, pretty good pass protector. Yeah. Can and get in there and stick his head and make a block. And as far as knowledge, like I'm sure that he's got knowledge for days that he can Howard. give to Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is going to have every opportunity moving forward as a second-round pick of this team, who, by the way, they don't invest often a lot of assets into the running back position. He has got the opportunity to be the running back for the next six, seven. I, I feel like when you say somebody is the next for ten years, that's like an overblown statement. But he's got the opportunity to not have to push it too hard to learn everything he can from two really good veteran running backs and then move forward and develop into that type of Shady McCoy sort of cutback, elusive pass catcher, pass blocker, run it outside, inside. That takes time. I think the streets believe that Miles Sanders could be the starting running back maybe by the fourth game. Really? I mean, that, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's fine. That, that's if how the streets prove, are talking right now. That, that, that's fine. I mean, that's your starting – also your starting kick returner as well. Okay. Okay. But look, but look, what you saw flashes in the Jacksonville Jaguars game. I can't wait to see this kid behind the starting offensive line. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see this with kid Lane with blocking. Lane with, with Lane Dillard. blocking for you. JP. When, when Brooks is healthy and come pulling. On, come on. And pulling. Come on. With Big V. You know what I mean? With 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 and they love running to the left behind Peters. Because that is a big dancing bear, and he makes those blocks. And, he, and he, can, he can elevate. He can get to the second level. I mean, the screen game with, uh, you know, Sproles. Mm-hmm. There, there have been times where they've lined up Sproles in the slot and they moved him back two, tight, two running back sets with Miles Sanders. I mean, those two in the backfield together, who's getting the rock? It's just going to cause a lot of confusion. But I believe the screen game should be kicked up a notch this season. Evan, what aren't we talking about enough? What's an underrated storyline? What's something that should be discussed more that isn't? The linebackers. Oof. We are weak and thin at the linebacker position. And after, like, Camus went down and LJ Ford, I'm not sure if you saw the news, but he's been getting his ankles taken from him Yo, did you uh, by Lamar Jackson. Tweet? Yeah, did you see the Kemsky tweet? I did. Tweet? I've never laughed out loud to a tweet in my life. He said something like he got juked the, the S out of – his and shoes, for a yeah. second there, he thought he tore his ACL. He LOL. LOLs. LOLs. Yeah, I um, I feel like aside from Nigel Bradham, we just like we're not that deep at linebacker, and we've got such a no. we, we've got such a strong defensive line. But once you get to that next level, that's just something that worries me. I think Zach Brown is actually you know beginning of camp. We we're talking about you know 
he's been lackadaisical. Uninterested. But he, he stepped it up. Uh, the last couple of weeks, he sh- he's shone in the run. Um, you know, he's done a, a, a solid job. I think he's turning it on as a veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Nigel Batum is finally back. Um, but I think once you get Kamu back, that's a solid Nigel, one, Nigel two, Bradham three. Nigel is, isn't, isn't back-back, though. No, he, but he's back actually out there doing some drills. Doing some drills, but yeah, not, not participating in team. This is my more underrated thing that honestly is not getting dis- discussed enough, and it, and it has me worried. The now, linebackers, you mean? No, the injuries. The and, injuries. I, and, I, and I know we've been up and down the roster for the injuries, and, and that is being over-discussed. But mostly when you talk about the injuries, you're talking about who? You're talking about Carson Wentz, and mm-hmm. can he stay healthy? And who's the backup quarterback going to be? And Corey Kessler almost gets murdered because somebody lets a defensive end free. And Nate Sudfeld's on the, you know, get, getting, getting murdered, getting his left wrist shattered. And everybody's focusing on the quarterbacks. And there's some players out there that are... You know when they're coming back. Craven, you know when he's coming back. It's going to be sometime in November. Camus, you know when he's coming back. With that MCL tear or sprain, you know he's going to miss the first month of the season. Nate Sudfeld, you know when he's going to be back. They, they already said it, six weeks. Week three, he will be back. There's some guys here. All right, we talked about the best player on the team. That's Carson Wentz. What about the best player on the defense? Fletcher Cox has still yet to, like, Practice, practice. He's yep. warmed up. Yep. He's worn pads. He's done a couple individual drills. But the best player on defense has not only yet to see a preseason snap, understandably so, mm-hmm. none of the starters are playing, but our best player on defense has yet to really even take the field. Yeah. I mean, four weeks ago I was talking about that was my sneaky concern about not having Fletcher Cox out there yet. And now we are, you know, four weeks after and he's still not out there. I'm still not super concerned. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm worrying about it. But as a whole, we haven't seen this defense together as a whole unit. I'd like to see, you know, the starting f- front, um, the defensive linemen with the cornerbacks and the linebackers. We still haven't seen that whole thing gel together. Mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox, your best player on defense, has yet to really participate in team drills. Derek Barnett, a guy who is, it is essential that he is a key contributor Hopefully a double-digit sack guy. There's a, he's, still, he's still being hampered by that shoulder. And that granted, he's going, what, what did he start doing yeah, seven he, on seven? He's been, he's been out there. He's and been out there, but, but there's no real, like, timetable for him. Uh, I mean, he, I think he's, he's back and ready to go. But I think Kemp, Kempsky had, had wrote about um, Barnett in this new spin move. Okay. He's added to the, you know, to, to the two belt. Uh, besides the bend in the edge, he's got like an inside. Well, if he's out there and he's practicing and he's all of a sudden working on these new moves, it speaks to my point. We're not talking about it enough. In other words, my concern is not the injuries that we know when they're coming back. Like, like finally Doug cleared up the fact that Dallas and Lane, they're supposed to be back week one. It's those, it's those questionable like, okay, when are we going to see Jalen? I mean, that's the, that's when, the one. When, that's, when, yeah. we, when we expect, like, bro, it's 19 days away. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, week to week is like, we're up against it. I mean, Jalen Mills, like, I need it, the, it, I need he them. is an after afterthought. Yeah, right now. I need them to come out with, like, all right, list the injuries. When do we expect them back? List the injury. When do we expect them back? Spell it out for me. Because this whole entire thing has got me nervous. Gail, when we take a look at these backups, and it's, and it's great to, you know, we, we talk about Deshaun Halls and everything and all these players that we're rooting for and that are impressing and the Andre Dillards and the, you know, Jordan Mulata to some extent, Sidney Jones, you know, I'm a big fan. Whose stock is down? Who are you disappointed in? Who do you look at and go, mm, I'm not sure he's uh, making a wrestling? Uh, I'd say Nate Jerry. Nate Gary. Uh, I, I felt, I felt like, you know, I still think he will make the roster – in the fact that he knows this Schwartz defense. Mm. But I think I, I want to see more out of him. You know, that's the one guy that I've been like, all right, it's, you know, let, let's step it up. Um, LJ Fort has probably played a little bit better than him. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna need to see, need to see uh, Gary step up this next preseason game. Um, other than that, I, I probably think um, – that's. A, I think I, I want to see a little bit more out of Josh Wett. Um, he's he, he showed okay. up. He showed up. He's, he's flashed a little bit, but he the problem is he just injured his knee again, 
uh, and Deshaun Hall is kind of like jump leap leaping leaping over him in, in the depth chart right now. But I, yeah. I think I think as we've all been waiting for Sweat to be healthy, mm. and if he has another lingering injury, especially at, with the knee, I mean that's 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 a bad sign. There's another guy. All of a sudden, he ends up on the injury report week to week, week to week. What does that even mean? Like, we're, like we're, we're, we're less than three weeks away from the home, from, from the start of the season. Right. I mean, Josh Sweat has been actually been, you know, he, the hype has been real this offseason. Yeah. And everyone's been talking about how big he looks. And, Yoked. you know, it's a matter of, like, staying on the field and staying healthy. This is what, what's followed him since Florida State. Give me, give me some disappointments. Give me some guys you wanted to see more out of, you were expecting more out of. Maybe some guys that don't even make this team. Ev. Uh, yeah, that would be my boy from a couple years ago, man. Mac, oh, where have you Return been, Mac? Yeah, it, he's he's out on like this was this like month nineteen of a hamstring injury. Well, he's playing now. I mean, yeah, he's dropping long passes in yeah. practice. Um, I, I I could see him with the uh, I could see like a Mark and Michelle making the team over him. Um, and another guy that we brought up earlier, considering all the depth that we have on the offensive line, I could see them moving, uh, trying to make a move with Stefan Wisniewski as well as mm. Big V. Mm. I think you, you brought up uh, Matt Collins. I feel like he, he has that, I think, special teams role kind of locked up. I think they want him to uh, succeed. They're giving him every opportunity to, like, you know, take that, that, that roster spot. Mm-hmm. I think he's just got to show up and, and put in some work. But I think he's, he's, got the, he's got the tools. Yeah, and Greg Ward, once again, is, is, is working his butt off. And yeah, tra- and, he's doing and, really and tra- well. And trying to do it and trying to make himself a roster spot. I'm just not sure. Like, when you start talking about your fifth wide receiver or even sixth wide receiver, if you so choose to go that deep, and I don't see them doing that, mm-hmm. all of a sudden special teams, no matter what the position, you better be versatile. Yeah. You better have some special teams ability. You better bring some value than just being good or good enough to make – barely good enough to make a roster at your particular – position you got to give us something on special teams and Mac Hollins can yeah. do that if you think about Sheldon Gibson the guy that who just was released mm-hmm. um he was you know that that burner on the squad and but he also was a gunner mm-hmm. on special teams he's no longer here so which receivers are going to step up and take that that roster spot yeah. as a gunner we got we, we got the f- third and final we got the third and final one I'll be <laughs> honest I wasn't all that impressed with the first two no I think I think the second one was better. All right. I think this uh, chicken sandwich needs some lotion. <laughs> it's kind of dry. Are you sure this isn't like the same chicken sandwich the, like three times in a row, Trox? Is this mayo on top? We'll never do that. Okay. This is my least favorite. Man, this sucks. Throw it away. That's garbage. Uh, yeah. I don't know what. I don't know who that was. We'll find out in the end, though. We'll find out in the end. So something that um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of disappointed, and I've been banging the table since the beginning of the preseason, really since the beginning of training camp. That I went. Oh, that oh, bad, huh? Right, kicking right, okay. in, kicking in. All right, a little bit, a little spicy bit. Spicy mayo. It's definitely more spicier than number two. <laughs> not as spicy as number one. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it, Trox. Something. Oh. Something I've been pounding the table. Whose idea was it to bring food in studio? This was your idea, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. NBC is loving this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, something, something that I've been pounding the table since the beginning of, uh, really, training camp was that I wanted to see a big leap from this 2017 draft class. You've heard me say it over and over mm-hmm. again. I wanted to see Derek Barnett. And, and we haven't seen much of him. And, and, and according to Gail... You, you're like a Derek Barnett hater, dude. No, I'm not a Derek. I, I, I do have a, a slight bit. boo in, in the, the chamber. chamber. All right? <laughs> because, because of what happened at the draft, I do have, like, one... Just set cocked aside. Cocked and loaded? Set, no, not even cocked and loaded or on my hip. I have it, like, set aside. Look on this guy's, The look on this guy's face when he was drafted. I had to, like... T- I mean, for, like, miles. We're walking miles. And he had... Look of confusion, a look of hatred, and here, here we are later, Super he Bowl talk, champions. He, he, yeah, he, well, listen, nobody, no, nobody expected that one. So I wanted to see more from Barnett. I wanted to see him develop, uh, you know, and show that potential to be a double-digit sack guy. We need a double-digit sack guy. It's been a while. There, there hasn't been a double-digit sack guy on this team since. Do you know who? Since do you know who? Connor Barwin, two thousand fourteen. 
We haven't had a guy, a defensive end, I should say, I should preface that, because Fletcher Cox last year had double-digit sacks. But we haven't had a double-digit defensive end sacker since Connor Barwin. Who, by the way, is just a phone call away, in case, I, in case, in case anybody was interested. Yeah. I think he's still throwing concerts and building playgrounds up in Fishtown, by the way. So I was, I was anxious to see him develop. Obviously, big fan of the Sidney Jones pick. Wanted to see him. Finally, he's got his mind and his body right. See him develop into a starting corner. Razul Douglas, I don't think we're talking about enough. And, and, and whether it's him or Avante flipping in and out, I think he's going to have every opportunity with Jalen Mills hurt to show exactly what he can do, mm-hmm. earn himself a payday. Hopefully, it's here in Philadelphia, and hopefully he balls out. But after that, I mean, there is, there is, <laughs> there's such a big drop-off. I'll go to you. Mac Hollins, fourth-round pick. Like, what are you getting out of There's that? nothing right now. Breakout Do- player last year. Do- Donnell Pumphrey, fourth-round pick. Oh, God. A poor man's Reno Mahe. And that's an insult to Reno Mahe. Reno, I'm sorry if you heard that. But it, poor man's Reno Mahe. Yeah. Shelton Gibson just got cut, fifth-round pick. Nate Gary, fifth round. Not impressing anything. No. Right? And Elijah Qualls, who once upon a time visited us at the, at the tailgate. Yeah, he wasn't dressing, so he's like, uh, screw it. I'm going to go to Fourth and John tailgate and see what's up. <laughs> I, said, I said, why are you here? He's like, I just want to see what it's about. <laughs> I was like, okay. But, but, like, okay, so who's your Avante Maddox of 2018, a fourth-round pick? Who's the big V of that draft class, 2016, a fifth-round pick? Who's the Jalen Mills, who was a starting corner in the Super Bowl, 2016, uh, seventh-round pick? Who's the Bo Allen, 2014 seventh-round pick? This is the struggles. And as much as we can sit here and say, Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas, how he's going to struggle without Joe Douglas, one of Howie's struggles when drafting was that he wasn't hit. Like, anything past the third round mm-hmm. was useless. They just didn't draft well. It, it, anything outside of the third round was useless. And here we are with a draft class where the first three are looking pretty good. But we need, I needed somebody to step up, and honestly, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that Mac Hollins is struggling, yeah. and we're talking about it as a roster bubble guy. Nate Gary, for the love of God, you you, you got to step up. I mean, you got, you got to get something done there. And Donnell Pumphrey, I'm, it, it's just, I well, there is a, just like there's a boo in the chamber for Barnett, there's a bottle of champagne hidden somewhere when Pumphrey finally... <laughs> Finally cleans out his locker. Yeah, it's it's funny when when I when I think back to the draft class and like the reactions, the gut reactions that I've had about like the players. You know, I could I could go f- from the Pumphrey all the way down. I was like, what? Mm. You know, I had that feeling like uh, this. These are just kind of like throwaway picks. Throwaway picks, and then and and then this year, you know, some of the players that you know, Clayton Thorst, I, I didn't get that feeling right away, and I, Sharif Miller, I. You know, I didn't get that feeling right away. I thought there's other guys that were on the board that could have been more uh, beneficial to us. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you just gotta, you just gotta hope that these guys. I think I honestly think that the jury's through. still out on like Josh Sweat and Jordan Malata, though. I mean, we've talked a lot about Malata's development, but I really like, and I know that this has been prefaced like a hundred times, but he did come from playing a different sport. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it, I, I, I loved the Malata pick. Yeah, they, when it would have happened, I was like, that's a solid pick. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good project to work on, and I think that he's not entirely developed yet. So I'd, I'd like this. I'd like to give him a little bit more time and just see how he ends up. And Josh Sweat, I mean. Yoked up Josh Sweat. It's, it's sounding like he's he's performing a lot better than he did last year. So yeah, I mean, that that could end up being a guy that is one of the the guys you were talking I mean, about. Those guys who collapse in the pocket for sure. Mm-hmm. I just want you know, like I said, Taylor Lewan was put on skates by him last week, but the fact that he's you know coming up lame with another injury, that's where I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. Clayton, Clayton Thorson is going to be an interesting one because the Eagles kind of put themselves in a position where I'm not sure they know what to do with him because. The Eagles did sign another backup quarterback. Ivan Drago? Ivan Drago. Yep. Look out, Apollo Josh Creed. McCown, which, by I the way, Josh you. McCown is now on his 11th NFL team in training camp. Mm. Josh McCown for a third be- of the NFL. Josh McCown is so old, he played at Veterans Stadium. Josh he, McCown is so old. What did you tell me in the green room? He was Larry Fitzgerald's first ever, um, his first ever receiving touchdown. Did you read that he from my tweet? His, yeah. Did you read my tweet? Wait, no, I did not read the tweet. No, I said uh, Larry, Larry Fitzgerald was his first first, first catch was from Josh McDowell and touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but that was probably a Gale little tweet <laughs> I got. Josh McCown has been in I the stole league. stole my tweet, bro. Josh McCown has been in the league so long, and remarkably, 
Like, if you were to line up a bunch of guys that kind of look like Josh McCown, I'd have to squint. Yeah. I didn't know what he looked like. And now when he signed, hey, I'm here in Philadelphia, I'm excited to go, go fly, go fly. I'm like, that's Ivan Drago. <laughs> Would you sign Ivan, I, Ivan Drago? Do you like that signing, by the way? How do you I feel d- about that? I do like that signing. Because there's, 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 there's a lot of mixed opinion on that one. I do like the signing because I, th- I feel like you're, t- you're talking about, like, uh, a guy who's supporting Carson Wentz mentally in the quarterback room. Mm-hmm. What better guy to have than a guy who's – he's a solid backup, a guy that, um, you know, he, he can – Express the Carson what he's seeing, mm-hmm. help him along the way. He's a guy who's played with Alshon Jeffrey, had one of his best seasons with Alshon Jeffrey yeah. when he came off the bench. Um, I just think it's important to have uh, a surrounding cast around Carson Wentz to to speak to him during the games and and basically tell him what you know they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Like that that's not where you're going to get from Clayton Thorson. And especially considering the injury bug that the QB position's been hit with. I mean, you need depth at that position yeah. right now just to get us even if like McGowan was only here hypothetically for the or the rest of preseason and until Nate Sudfield gets back from injury like that we need that depth at this point and cody kessler was not that guy no and he I, was not. I, i've had that feeling i since. would rather have mccown and then cody kessler and i think they probably had a, a backup plan seeing what they had in front of them like let's see how they played on the next couple of games i'm sure they didn't think Sudfeld was going to go down with injury mm-hmm. but they wanted to see what they had in Sudfeld. um but i think mccown that 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 shows you up with a quality backup um you know that's that's and the, the cool thing about him, he, he picked up the playbook pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And well, he should have seen enough of it. Yeah, he's seen, <laughs> he's seen everything. So you're, you're talking about a guy who can just get up there on the go and give you something. I'm going to go there. I'm going to ask it. Were you disappointed it wasn't Cap? Nah, like, nah, I was, hate to spring that on you, like, like just, just add, add a left field. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. look, look, at what was we, look at what we're trying to do right, right now. Carson Wentz is, Carson Wentz is healthy. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is healthy. Mm. If we're talking about a backup quarterback right now, mm. like are we going to bring Cap into the situation where it's going to be reg- like, like regardless if you stand with Cap or not, mm. the questions are going to be hammered home to all the teammates in the locker room mm-hmm. for the next umpteen weeks. Yeah, right. Where you stand or what? We, like this team is. It's going to take all the focus off. Right, of but game. this team is on a, on a, on a a road to try to get back to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. at the at the la- right now. Do they need that mm-hmm. in their locker room to start the season? And I think considering like the following that Kaepernick has, um, I think that like if Carson were to have a bad game, I feel like there's an entire sect of people that are just so pro Kaepernick that they'd be wanting to see Kaepernick out there. If, if if Carson were to start to slump at some point, we just got through and a completely unneeded quarterback controversy with Nick with Nick Foles being here. And, like, everybody who's got a brain in between their ears knows that Carson Wentz is a better QB than Nick Foles. However, there was a controversy for no reason. I feel like the same thing would happen if Kaepernick were to come in. I mean, Subfield's coming back soon. So, I mean, like, are you really putting this situation on a backup or your third-string quarterback to bring that kind of – and it has nothing – the circus, the circus you're bringing into your locker room right now, Mm -hmm. the focus is winning Super Bowl. The focus is on – you know, a backup quarterback at this moment, you know, should he get a shot in the NFL? Like, yeah, of course, someone should give him a tryout. But I think we're in a situation where Carson Wentz is healthy. Mm-hmm. If we were in a situation where it's dire straits and you had no other option um, and, and, and you want to try and give him a workout, then give him a workout. Right. But I, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Gail. It, it's a situation where, look, there was a lot of great arguments as to why Colin Kaepernick should be playing in the NFL. For There's sure. a lot of great and understandable arguments why that should dude should be wearing pads and playing in this league and should not be blackballed. But Colin Kaepernick, and it's, it's delicate because it's a very... It's a very controversial divisive... Yeah. I, I, would, I would use more... Not controversial, but I would use divisive. Because it's almost like, you know, our, our, our current administration, right? So you either got pro mm-hmm. or you got con. You got nobody in the middle. You got people that are uber supportive or uber against it. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think back to, like, Jets camp when all the sports networks had dudes camping. Sal Palantonio was camped outside of a trailer, outside of uh, Jets camp, reporting daily on Tim Tebow and all the questions... Uh, 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 to the coach were directed 
at the coach were about Tim Tebow, and all the questions directed at the quarterbacks were about Tim Tebow. It was Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow. It was too much. Mm -hmm. It turned into a circus. And listen, I hope that Colin gets an opportunity. I hope yeah. that Colin gets a shot because there is a lot of good reasons why he should be in the league. But I'm just not sure that in this current situation with this current team and the current length of time that our backup quarterback going into the season is going to be out, mm -hmm. that it's necessarily a good fit. Well, then if you think about uh, our captain, one of our captains on the squad who really runs the, the mood of this locker room oh, yeah. is who? Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins. Jenkins. Who? 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 Who's going back and forth? Cap and Jenkins don't get along. Yeah. I mean, it's that's it's been well documented. Like, so are we going to bring a situation into another situation in our locker room? I'm sure Malcolm Jenkins would rise above it, uh, but I, I just feel like at this moment we're in the preseason. Carson and Wentz is healthy. And are we bringing a backup quarterback in here to bring a circus of media into our locker room at this moment? Not right now, no. I, I think if you look around the rest of the NFC East, you, you hear things like um, Jason Garrett talking about how far away they are from where he wants to be. You got, I feel like there's a lot of dysfunction going on in the rest of the NFC East where we've got a really tight-knit uh, group right now. we got no one holding out or anything like that. So I, I don't want to have someone come in and just mess that all up. Yeah, I just think, you know, it's, it's, uh, you look, look at Eric Reed. He's, he's taking questions about, the cap situation like every week mm -hmm. you know he's not even on his team and he's just like in in cap's camp but now he's has to take questions right every it's week its own storyline yeah i yeah. mean just imagine what we're going to get here i mean but you know the eagles have been have shown that in the past they've you know brought in michael vick after a situation that was you know super intense mm -hmm. um but hey i i hope he gets a shot you know he, he deserves it uh, like I said, I saw I saw him. He came to my job actually, and seeing him speak was you know, eye opening. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see when he gets back in the league. Okay, so let's let's get down to it because for the first time we've been trying out some new things here, right? We just had the floating camera on Facebook. We live. had the chicken sandwiches. We had the chicken sandwich. I think it's time for us as an objective taste tasters, mm -hmm. if you can even say taste that. Taste testers. Taste testers to kind of give Fourth and John's opinion on the chicken sandwich controversy. So before we have Trox reveal one, two, or three, who was one, two, or three, and who like, would you like best? I'm going with number two. Yeah. Going with number two. You're going I'm, with number I'm two. I'm going two, one, three, in that order. And uh, three needed some lotion. Two is number one. It was a dry The second sandwich, sandwich we had is my first. <laughs> so so, so you, had, you had two as the first. Yep. One, one then three. Three. What did you have? I had, I had two. One and three needed some lotion. I had one. I liked it. I like a little bit of kick. Okay. One, two, three. Three was trash. Three was awful. So three is universally the best. Three our is least universally favorite. The, 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 the worst one. So Trox, why don't you get on the mic and reveal exactly what chicken sandwich was the best, the worst, in our opinion. Boys and girls. Oh, whoa, so. It's coming hot, bro. Number one was... And drum roll? No, Chick Fil A. One, one was Chick Fil A. Okay. One was Chick Fil A. Okay, we got one vote for the Chick Fil A and two for number two. Popeyes. That Popeyes. Wasn't spicy enough. That was wow. the new sandwich. And number three. Popeyes. Good old Wendy's. Wendy's. Step your game up. Step your game <laughs> there up. There goes the sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Popeyes. I'm about to it's almost, I'm about to put the tastemaker helmet, uh, Jerry Rice's. Anyway, if you guys go to Oh, my the, God. The he was showing that before. You want to cringe Jerry, a little bit? Jerry Rice, your Hall of Famer. Just type in Jerry Rice chicken on Twitter, and there's this helmet. It's called the, the, the Taste something. He's got a face mask with a piece of chicken on it. What is the company? He's advertising. Popeye's. Oh, it's Popeye's? It's the most outrageous thing you've probably seen on the Here, net. It reminds me of Shaq in that aspect that, like, if he were to say no to a commercial, that'd be the first time. What are you doing, Jerry? Yeah, you're, a Hall, you're a Hall of Famer. I love Jerry Rice, too. That yeah. was my favorite player growing mm -hmm. up. I'm an Eagles fan, but that was my favorite player growing up. But Popeyes wins it. I'll never – yeah. Yeah, Popeyes. Hats off to Popeyes. Hats off. Real deal. The hype is worth it. The hype is worth it. Yeah. Okay, Gail, any final thoughts before we get on out of here? Preseason is almost over. Just waiting for the real season to start. I think yeah. it's uh, imperative that this team, you know, builds chemistry in practice. They don't have to do it out, out on the field, live in front of everyone. So as long as they're building that chemistry, that's all I care about. Okay. Baltimore Ravens were in town. 
They, it was, it they was looked good. pretty good. And it, they said they hung with them. Yeah, they said and that's they a good defense out there. Let's see if good, they can good hang secondary with them on Thursday night. Evan, any final thoughts before we get on out of here? Let's turn this heat off, man. The, the heat is too much. You're well, over it. I'm, I'm over the heat, and what I'm saying is once it starts to cool down, that's when you really start to smell the football season. Oh, uh, man, I can't wait to that first home opener tailgate. We got the tickets. Make sure you get the – oh, we got – these are the little keepsakes that we do annually for the first uh, tailgate of the season. Not only that, we got the, the sleeves, right? The first 100 yep. people to show up to the tailgate are going to get the sleeves. Not only that, I, have the, I still have the burnt, charred remains of the Zero Super Bowls jersey. And when I was growing up, I was a huge fan of like collecting football cards. I know it's nerdy. I don't want to admit it on camera, but, but, but it's a little nerdy. So in the spirit of that, upper deck, I am going to cut because there's, there's still a lot of them. I'm going to cut like little four by four squares in a card holder, and that's going to be tucked behind these exact tickets. Mm. So when you come to the Fourth and John tailgate, you're going to come home with a piece of tailgate history. That's going to go right next to my Super Bowl confetti. There you go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts before I get on out of here. Of course, if you want to travel with us to Atlanta, to Buffalo, make sure you check out the Green Legion's website. We're going to be partnering with them. They got you covered complete head-to-toe for the travel packages. Not only airfare, they got you, tra- they got you covered with hotels. They got you covered the on the pep rally. They got you covered on the tailgate. They got you covered on the tickets. Transportation to and from the game, they got mm-hmm. you covered. Super got you covered nuts, across, the, across, across the, board. the board. And if you, when you visit the website and if you choose to uh, travel with us, again, Atlanta, Buffalo, make sure you use the promo code JOHN because they're going to do their best to not, not only put you in our section, but try to put you right next to us in a row in front of us, in the back of us, so you can come party with 4th and John, enjoy the Philly tailgate experience out on the road. And, of course, as always, check out our Design Tree store or with slanging T-shirts. Local Philadelphia companies will switch up companies because we like to get back to the community. That's what we do here at 4th and John. And until next time, after the Raven game, we will see you. Go Birds. We out! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.